Hi, and you're listening to the Mind Fruit Podcast, bringing you mental health and well-being promotion to help you live your best life. All information discussed on this podcast is research and evidence-based. However, it is ultimately the opinions of the Mind Fruit Podcast. And this is not a substitute to seeking professional medical advice. Hello, Carl and Fran here. We're going to be speaking about motivation and goal setting and what you can do, what you can apply in your own life to meet those aspirations that you have in life. So Carl, why don't you start off by telling us what goal setting is? Goal setting, it's the act of identifying what we want or what we need to do in our life to plan practical and logical ways to achieve it. And what about motivation? Motivation is what encourages us and guides us to achieve our goals. It's the drive behind everything we do and one of the reasons why we do what we do. So I'm going to let Fran start off the discussion as it's a massive part of her job role, isn't it Fran? Yeah, it's definitely one of the things I talk about the most in my job role. Unfortunately, when we have a dip in mood and our mental health, our motivation and goal setting is one of the first things we lose. And these come hand in hand. If you've set a goal but have no motivation, you're not likely to achieve it. If you have motivation but no goal to work towards, then you lose out on the opportunity to use that motivation on something productive. Carl will vouch for me when I say motivation is not something I possess. (laughs) Even when it's things that I want to do or enjoy to do, I'm great at setting goals. There are hundreds of millions of things which I want to achieve and do in my life. But actually... When I'm not working, all I do is sit around and watch the TV. I tell myself I haven't enough time, when actually there's plenty of time in the day which I could be putting energy into these goals. It's my procrastinating personality and lack of motivation which stops me from achieving my goals. So a few things come to mind when I think about Fran and motivation. She'd probably not go anywhere or do much of anything And she will testify to this if she relied on her motivation. (laughs) So uh, I remember the amount of times we've gone and driven to the Reekin. We've spoken about how awesome it's going to be. We've packed. We've got ready for it. Scheduled it into our day. And then we get out of the car and start walking. (laughs) To start off with, it's a slight gradual incline, but definitely enough to feel something different within a few minutes. Within a couple of minutes, you're breathing differently. um, Your limbs are feeling it warming up. So Fran hates this starting off phase and she's stopped about 30 seconds in and said, (laughs) nah, I don't want to do this. Should we go home? Come on, let's go home. I'll cook us some food and we can watch (laughs) Taddy. Wouldn't that be easier? So, (laughs) (laughs) I do do everything I can, don't I, to try and get you to say, yes, let's go home. (laughs) So many times I've actually physically held her hands, given her words of encouragement about how she'll feel when she gets into it, and she'll love it. We end up having a really fantastic time. Um, making a lot of good memories and we probably would have regretted that if we'd have gone home, watched telly, not really done much and yeah we hurt afterwards but when you get to the top it's so good. The views and the beauty is amazing Mm. and we all feel so much better after, after we've done it. 
Yeah, definitely. I always enjoy the walk once I get going. I just need a push to get me on my way. I'm lucky that I'm able to set goals. Some people really struggle to identify what they want to do or set goals so high they're unachievable. When we set ourselves a goal which is unrealistic, we're setting ourselves up to fail, basically. And when we do, we can get disappointed with ourselves, which in turn can affect our motivation and so on and so on. Yeah, sometimes I'll think of it like this. Imagine your goal is at the top of a ladder. At the top of the ladder is where you're aiming to go. You would not get there if there wasn't those rungs for you to stand on. Each one of those rungs are your small achievable goals. These will help you to get to your main goal. There's no problem with having high expectations and aspirations. We would encourage that. But you need to think objectively to break down that goal into steps, which are logical and achievable so that you make progress. Yeah, and when you achieve these small goals, it can be a good source of motivation to keep climbing the ladder. It can make you feel productive and proud of yourself. When you can see progress is being made, it's encouraging to keep going, which is useful if you're anything like me and don't have much perseverance. Yeah, but some people will find it hard to set their goals, you know. It could be worth sitting down and brainstorming or discussing it with your family and friends. What are your interests? What are your skills and talents? Identify these, you know, do they inspire any career goals? Are they... Are there any hobbies or interests you want to take up? What are your desires? What are your aspirations? Have a think about these. It's okay if you can't come up with anything straight away. You don't have to set a load of goals. Some people don't even need them. And they're content with what they have. Maybe you've already achieved the goals that you wanted to set out in your life and you're happy now. Yeah, definitely. But goal setting can also be useful in day-to-day life to help with motivation and productivity, you know, with chores and housework. Yeah, I probably need help with that. What is it that you need to achieve today? What is it that you have the time to do today? What do I prioritise? Alongside our dreams and aspirations, there are things day-to-day we have to do. These are goals too. And identifying them as goals can make us more accountable. So before we get into goal setting... There's something we probably should talk about first. It's manifesting something into your life that you want through law of attraction. This is bringing what you need into your life by identifying what you want and asking for it. There are so many ways that people do this. They could build up an energy, sometimes in prayer, Sometimes over water, like wishing wells or fountains, putting money into it. Sometimes over fire, such as a campfire, singing songs, um, such as birthday candles, uh, making a wish. Um, These are all very old rituals for manifestation and asking the universe for what you need. Some of the most successful people talk about the law of attraction, where what you envisage and the goals you set will be brought to you. Not exactly how you expect them, not exactly when, but if you keep pursuing your dream and pushing forward in the direction you want to go, then the universe will bring you the life you dream of. So Fran and I have started to put together a vision board. We're shopping for the life we want. Houses, holidays, travel, money, business. 
Um, we've got some hobbies and interests on there. Um, family life. People would like to become. Um, mapping out everything we want in life. Printing off the pictures so that you can visualise them. Um, printing out some quotes. Writing some affirmations that we want to have in our lives. Um, putting it all on a board and hanging it around our bedroom wall so that we can look at this and believe this will become our life. The only hiccup was Fran bought the biggest one there, so <laughs> we've got no choice but to look at it. <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> Normally when you buy things online, they're smaller than you expect them to be, <laughs> not the other way around. Oh, man, so we're... Uh... The whole thing about manifestation is what you focus on is what you get. But the issue is you have to believe you already have it. Believe that it's already there. Believe that you're in the house you want, in the job you want, running the business you want. You need to feel those feelings that you would already be feeling if you had all this. Coming from an abundance mentality. So, you need to feel the happiness you would feel, feel the sun on your face, the breeze on your skin, and all the feelings of accomplishment that you'll feel when you have this life. But you have to frame it in the present as if you already have it. So, it's reframing your mind and reframing your words from I want, I need, I deserve to I have and I am so I'm sure we've all had the same thing happen like you put money in a wishing well and then you forget about it and once you forgot about it that thing happens and, and that thing comes to life and then you remember about it you remember about what you put in the wishing well you think oh my god that that's actually come true but it only comes true when you are not coming from a mindset of desperation and want so me and Fran were talking the other day about how content we feel in our lives and I'm quite happy right now, I'm quite content. Um, I've achieved a lot of the goals that I've been wanting to put into place for about six, seven years. So Fran, she's achieved what she wants to do and she's living the life that she dreamed of for the last four or five years. but it's not exactly the way she'd imagined it and this is the way with manifestation it, it won't always come in the script that you've got of yourself in your mind yeah although i have achieved a lot of my goals and i now have a lot of the things that i wanted for a long time there are things in life that we cannot control there are external factors which can impact our life and although we'll get what we want eventually it might just be going down a different path to what you imagined yeah some paths are quite windy, some are quite bumpy. Sometimes you'll have to go through a massive dirt track to get to where you want to go. So it took me five years to get through uni instead of three because life happened, I had to drop out and then I dropped back in again when I thought I was ready. To name a few of the successful people who have benefited from this are Albert Einstein, Nicholas Tesla, Jim Carrey, Will Smith, and one of the richest self-made females of all time, Oprah Winfrey. If you're having doubts that this could be true and wouldn't happen to you, look around you. 
There's not a man-made thing that you can think of that was not once an image in someone else's mind. The chair you're sitting on, the carpet the chair's on, the phone or computer that you're listening on, the world we've created is all a part of everybody's dream. But the catch-22 is you actually have to go out and do it. So if you want a job, you've got to go out and look for a job. If you want a partner, you're going to have to go to a bar or go to a dating site or or go to a place where you'll find your perfect partner there. You've got to put these into action. You can't just hope for things without taking those small steps towards what you want. So Carl spoke earlier of setting small achievable goals and this is my top bit of advice for goal setting so I'm going to talk a bit more about this. There's no problem with aiming for the stars and as Carl said we encourage this. We do this ourselves by manifesting the life we want. But our dreams are often ones which will not happen overnight. So we have to ask ourselves, what are the logical next steps? What do we need to do in order to achieve this goal? Break it down into small chunks. If our goal was to go in the bath, we wouldn't be able to just go in the bath, would we? We'd need to put the plug in, turn the tap on, go get our towels, products, our clothes to put on afterwards, check the temperature of the bath before we turn off the taps. Finally, our bath is ready. Our dreams and aspirations are no different. They just need a bit more planning and a few more steps to get there. So this leads on well to SMART goals. Now, a few of you would probably have heard of SMART goals before. Um, These are putting together a plan so that you're motivated or at least committed to the rituals to get done what you need to do to achieve those goals. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. So this strategy probably needs to be written down. In ink would be preferable because that takes more of a conscious effort. But you could put it in your computer or on your phone notes. The writing of this is an exercise that ingrains things in your mind. Using this energy makes you more accountable and it will store in the brain subconsciously as well. It's also useful to refer back to. SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time limited. Specific would mean narrowing your goals to be very specific, writing down exactly what your goal is. This will help you plan more effectively and you'll be able to identify steps to meet these goals easier and more efficiently. Another important thing would be, how do I get there? Maybe look at or research or surround yourself with the people who are already there in the area you want to be at. Um, You can get their thoughts on things, get their perceptions, get their mindset of how they made it there. You don't have to completely model it on their success, but it's a good start. So you just have to be specific and write it all down. So there's measurable. This will be something that you can measure with either opinions, numbers or results. This can help you identify whether the goal is successful. It'll also give you things that you can see on the way through and they can keep you going and moving forward if there's progressions. The next one would be attainable. So make sure that you set yourself achievable goals on your way to the big one. 
You don't win the jackpot for free, you have to invest something first. If you can't imagine yourself doing it or living it right now, then it's possibly not within your reach just yet. I'm definitely not saying that you don't deserve those big goals, because we do. Everyone does. The ones that you can grasp right now are the ones where you'll see the small bits of growth to keep you going on the way. Then there's realistic. Are you able to achieve it with abilities, resources and the equipment that you do have? So if your goal is to become an engineer or a scientist or whatever, do you have those qualifications or do you have those resources to commit to your goals? Do you have access to education? Do you have funds for that education? If you don't, then you probably need to go back to the drawing board and break it down even further to get those goals within reach. And the last one is time limited. This is probably one of the most important things to remember. Setting a timescale of what you want to achieve this goal by. So many people can keep flogging a dead horse for the rest of their lives, but going nowhere. But these smart goals are scalable things that you can look at and see if you've made growth or if you haven't. You need to adapt things if they aren't working for us. This has to be relevant to the thing that we need to achieve. Doing things along the way that keep you going in that direction. If you keep doing things in different directions and you're turning different corners, then you're probably going to take a lot longer on those goals. Yeah, you might find more efficient ways of doing things along the way and changing your strategy is always good to keep things fresh, but you need to keep going with one thing for long enough to know that if it's going to work or not. If you're only going to take the big wins, then you're going to probably miss out on the little things along the journey. So goal setting is putting together a plan so that you're motivated and zoned in or at least committed to the rituals to get done what you need to do to achieve those goals. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. Sometimes when trying to achieve our goals, we can come across a problem that stops us in our track. This can feel deflating and can cause us to lose motivation, but it's important to attempt to solve the problem in order to get back on target. Therefore, I'm going to touch on the five-stage problem-solving approach. Stage one, identify and clearly define what the problem is. Be specific. Stage two, brainstorm and identify a range of possible solutions. Be creative in this stage and write down as many ideas as you have. Don't criticize your options. Stage three, decide which options are realistic and unrealistic. Put your logical and practical brain back on now. What are the consequences of the options? Once complete, delete the unrealistic ones from your list. Stage four, choose the option which is the most feasible for you. Analyze the pros and cons to ensure you're making an informed decision. Stage five, prepare and plan how you're going to achieve it. You can utilize the SMART goal template Carl just spoke about in this stage. Now this won't solve all the problems that you might encounter, but it could definitely help and might be worth a try. So if we're trying to program ourselves through a set of routines to do what we know is right for us, 
um, just because you have a little bit of a relapse and revert back to what you were doing before, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter all that much. As long as the days where you are feeling creative and you are feeling productive, then you follow through on those days. The little hiccup here and there doesn't really matter that much. So say if you have five productive days and two not so productive days, then that's five days closer to your goal. You know, you've got to look at things quite small and you'll finally see the bigger picture with progress. Small progress is still progress. The thing is, the more incremental changes we can put into our life, the more good choices we make in between those bad choices, the more progress we're going to make. Um, so those smart goals can bring some motivation. They can provide direction to what you want to achieve and because motivation is so fleeting it's so easy to lose motivation and that's okay we don't always have to feel motivated to do something that we know we should just because of the way we know we should so if we see people on instagram always going always go getting always grinding we think man they must have so much motivation when sometimes they just have the commitment to do what they want to get to their goals you know we we're always looking for something outside of ourselves for for why we don't have the motivation ourselves sometimes and unfortunately not everyone has lots of motivation some people don't have it to start tasks or goals but once they have they manage to develop motivation and perseverance to continue some people have lots of motivation to start tasks or goals but they can lose speed and give up even the most motivated and proactive person you know sometimes they'll drop motivation from time to time this is okay but it's important to not let lack of motivation stop you making progress and stop doing what you want to do sometimes we need to create our own motivation and there are many ways to do this aren't there yeah yeah definitely and one thing you can do is plan a reward a treat for yourself upon completion of your goal your reward can be anything you want and it doesn't have to cost anything it just needs to be something you enjoy or look forward to so that it gives you the push to start and complete your goal we would encourage you to plan your rewards responsibly and to reflect the goal you set so for example if your goal is to hoover your front room carpet your reward could be a cup of tea or an episode of your favorite tv show or half an hour of video gaming however if your goal is a bigger goal such as having a successful business, your reward might be larger to reflect your achievements. I'd probably choose a holiday or something luxurious that I wouldn't normally allow myself to buy or something that I've always wanted, like a branded pair of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes all you need is a treat in mind to give you enough motivation to start and complete your tasks. So when I'm lacking motivation to not skip leg day, I'll make sure I don't eat for a while, um, get my hunger going, just make sure that I'm feeling that motivation to keep going so that I'll be able to eat when I get home. Sometimes I take a pre-workout, which makes me get quite edgy, makes me get quite um, in the mood, makes me get quite pumped up, and I can't... Re I 
I can't even rely on motivation anymore. I just have to go because if you if you don't expend that energy after you took that pre-workout, then you're probably going to be up all night and you you can be pacing. So sometimes you can you can take that little lift like a cup of coffee or or a cup of tea just to get you going. Another thing you can do is create a tick list. Write down what you have to do to achieve your goal, whether it is to help you motivate yourself for your daily goals or tasks or your long-term aspirations. The tick list can be a source of motivation every time you achieve one of the things on the list so you can tick it off the list. Putting that tick on the paper can be very satisfying and exciting. The only downside of the tick list is that it can sometimes create a sense of pressure and sometimes disappointment. Tick lists are definitely really useful and I use them every weekend when I'm doing housework. But sometimes we can feel disappointed if we don't get everything ticked off and we can often focus on the negatives which can make us feel even more disappointed in ourselves when really we need to be focused on what we have achieved. If you feel like this, then you could try something called a Tadar list. I don't know if any of you have heard of Mrs Hinch, but she invented the Tadar list. So what you do is write down everything you have managed to achieve. You could do it as you go along, and it can be a source of motivation to write another thing on your list. And then you're only left to look at what you have done, which enhances the positive and productive feelings as you're not bringing any attention to what you never got time to do. So with all this in mind, on the way, our goals and our lives can change completely. We can always change those goals as we go and adapt them to how we want. That's why in this episode, we've recommended short term goals and not huge five year plans, because I can say for myself and I think Fran will probably agree I'm not the same person I was five years ago. I've grown and me and Fran have grown together since we started this relationship. And you make adaptions for other people's wants and needs as well as your own. Not saying don't be your own person, but sometimes your goals align. Yeah, my goals have definitely changed since meeting Carl. When you're in a relationship with someone, you inspire each other to do things that you wouldn't do before. And when your goals are different, you might discuss a compromise and your goals could change because of that. And just because we have worked hard and spent time on one goal, it doesn't mean we can't change it. And we certainly haven't failed because we have chosen to do something different. At one point in your life, it's what you wanted. So it's amazing that you tried to pursue it. And in the words of Walt Disney, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and the next one will be on managing your emotions. Thank you for listening. And if this information was valuable to you or you think it might be for somebody else, then like, comment or share. To get more of this content, hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching on YouTube, ring that bell. It'll notify you every time we upload. Check out our weekly blog at mind-fruit.co.uk. We hope to see you next week for Wellbeing Wednesday.